Hi everyone and welcome to Take 10 for Torah number 931. I hope you all are well. Any questions, comments, suggestions, recommendations, or sponsorships, please email me at rabbiismach at take10fortorah.org. Today's 10 is sponsored by Donna and Joseph Hecht, Le'ili Nishmas, Veronica Hecht, Sarah Gittel Bas Mordechai on her first year site, and David God, David Ben Nissen Vilea. Both of their year sites are today, the fourth day of Adar. May the Torah we learn be an Eloi for their Nishamot. So I wanted to discuss maybe a follow-up of what we have discussed in the past vis-a-vis Bracha Rishona. Before we eat, we know we need to make a blessing. But of course, the Torah itself tells us that we need to make a blessing after we eat as well. It says in Devarim, Perekhes, Pasuk Yud, when v'yachalta v'savato uveirachta. When you're going to eat and you're going to be satisfied, then you will make a blessing. Okay, now that blessing, it seems, comes specifically after we are satisfied. Now that is an interesting question. What would you imagine is the more logical thing to do? Should we be making a bracha after we're satisfied or before we actually take the food and eat it in the first place? So the Gemara actually offers a kalvachomer. If it's the case that you have to make a bracha afterwards, then for sure you should have to make a bracha beforehand because beforehand is when you desperately feel like you need the food. But not only is that a good reason for making a bracha beforehand more so even than making a bracha afterwards, it creates a bit of a question, and I think this question was best phrased by a comedian that we've probably all heard of, uh, Jerry Seinfeld. Jerry Seinfeld has this little bit where he talks about where when you go for dinner, let's say you're out in a restaurant and you get the check at the end of the meal, and he says, you know, money has no value when you order food in the beginning. You don't care that you're hungry. You don't care. It doesn't really matter. You sit down. You're like the ruler of an empire. I'm quoting Jerry. More drink. Appetizers. Quickly, quickly. It's going to be the greatest meal of our lives. After that, you got your pants open. You got your napkins destroyed. Cigarette button and mashed potatoes. Then the check comes at that moment. People are always upset when they see the check. You know, they're mystified by the check. What is this? How could this be? You start passing it around the table. Does this look right to you? We're not hungry now. Why are we buying all this food? And so the attitude before you eat is, I'm going to eat everything. We often overorder for this reason. And then we, at the end of the meal, can't really understand what this all was. So the idea that the Torah specifically wants us to bench and do birchas hamazon in the point where we are satisfied is a little bit odd. It's a little bit strange. And yet that's what the Torah establishes and anchors brachos too, so that we have to learn the bracha rishona, the brachos we make beforehand from there. So the question is, why is it that we need to bench after we eat, when after we eat, we feel very satisfied? Yes, that's a moment of gratitude, a moment of potential gratitude, but wouldn't we have all the more gratitude for the food that we're about to eat than the food that we just ate? Okay, so if I didn't have good answers to this question, I probably wouldn't ask the question, but the Ramban says as follows, beautiful and very inspiring. He says, Here's what it means, When we eat, we are supposed to remember the servitude in Egypt and what we went through to get to where we are today. The subjugation in the Midbar, the difficulty of the Midbar, the kasher tochal, the tispa ba'aretz hatova. And when we eat, and we are satisfied, where? Ba'aretz hatova, that's what the Pasuk says, v'yichalta v'savata v'irachta s'hashem elokecha al ha'aretz, for the land. This is meant to be said in the land. It's meant to be uh, gifted to us. We're meant to appreciate this land while we are doing birchas hamazon. This is the outcome, the conclusion 
of the story of Yitzhak and Shrayim, and that we're sitting and, and enjoying the meal where we are. The Taimo, he explains, so that we ultimately remember that we should understand that where we were and what we appreciate now having come from the lack that we once had. And the idea that he wants us to focus on in remembering the subjugation in Egypt is we're enjoying ourselves and, you know, maybe you loosen your pants or loosen your belt a little bit. And now you're sitting at the end of this incredible meal, completely overwhelmed with all of what you had. Don't think about it just in this moment. Think about this as the concluding arc of a story which is unbelievable, where you started personally, maybe in your own personal growth, your own financial development, your own ability to have a meal like this, or maybe think about it historically, as the Ramban says, we think about the fact that this is the illogical conclusion of once being slaves, once being subjugated, once being in a desert, and yet now having Eretz Yisrael, and now being able to sit and enjoy a meal, that is what we should be thinking. This is like the end of that story. Every time we bench, it's the end of that story, that progression that we're so grateful for. That's idea number one, the Ramban says. But there's another approach, another very beautiful approach that I think is super appropriate found in the Medrash, reiterated by the Mesha Chachma. It begins with the Gemara in Brachos, Daflam and Be'ezim and Aleph. And the reference the Gemara is making is to Psukim in the beginning of Sefer Devarim, where Moshe Rabbeinu is going through the history of the Jewish people in the desert, and at one point he refers to Vidi Zahav. It's a reference, which is an indirect reference, to what says the Gemara, it's referring to the story of the Egel. He's giving rebuke to the Jewish people for what they had done with the golden calf by referring to it as Vidi Zahav. What is that all about? Says the Gemara, here's what he means. Kach Amar Moshe Lefnei HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Ribono Shalolam. Because of the gold and the silver that you gave these people upon exiting Egypt, that you gave to the Jews, you lavished upon them, until they said enough already. We got too much to schlep. You want to know what did it? You want to know what caused the Egel Hazav? Too much gold. Too much gold. Now, what's that supposed to mean? The Gemara goes on and on and on, giving us different examples of what this phenomenon is. He quotes Devei Rabbianai, Ein Ari Nohemi Tochupa Shel Tevin. A lion doesn't roar from a uh, box of feeding of Tevin of straw, rather, El Mitochupa Shel Basar. If it's standing over a basket of straw, the lion relaxes, because, like, straw is not so gishmak, it's not so wonderful to eat. But when it's Basar, the lion roars. You give the lion big, good food, sure. It goes crazy. Another, Rav Oshia says another example. A person has a parakechusha, a skinny cow, and then he goes and feeds it all sorts of stuff. It starts to kick. He says, what is it that made it kick? Of course, the very fancy feed that I gave it. Rabbi Chia continues and says another mashal. It's as if like you didn't get it the first time. Mashal adam ben. You have a person, famous mashal, a person who has a son. Hechitzo, he washes him, v'sacho, and anoints him with oil. V'hechilo, feeds him, v'shko, gives him to drink. V'salolo kiss al tzvaro, and gives a purse of money around his neck. Gives the kid everything. V'hushivo pesach shel zonos. Brings the son to a, a place of zonos, of, of ill repute. Mayaso so haben shelo yechta. What's the kid going to do? Of course the kid's going to sin. When you give too much, when you have too much, a person can get overconfident, a person can think that there's nothing on top of them, and a person ultimately can make mistakes. The Gemara is still not done. This is what people say. 
Zanaybishe, filling the stomach, is a type of sin. And he quotes a pasuk to, to prove this point. Uh, Rav Nachman says, You're going to get haughty and forget God. The Rabbanon says, The Rabbanon maybe have the most important pasuk. They say they'll eat, they've been sated and fattened, and what? They will turn to other gods. A pasuk in Devarim Lamed Aleph. Finally, Vayishman Yeshurun V'yivat, the last pasuk quoted in this regard, Jeshurun, the Jewish people, grew fat and kicked. We have a problem sometimes. This Gemara says it again and again with many different Mishalim, many different Psukim. The idea that sometimes with success comes an overconfidence, which leads us away from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. What do I need God for? if I have it all taken care of myself. There are cute jokes and wonderful stories I make this point that we don't have time for in the 10 minutes. But ultimately, this Gemara is all about Vidi Zahav. Sometimes we blame, Moshe blames HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The Egel only happened because you gave them too much. And the Gemara concludes that HaKadosh Baruch Hu relents and says, you know what, a little bit, you're right. Maybe it's on me for giving them too much. But what that primes us for is this idea that when we have too much, when we're sitting and our belt is loosened, and we look back and we have this cigar stuck in the mashed potatoes, you know what we say to ourselves? Look at me. Look at me. It's the least likely time for us to be focused upwards towards HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And so the Safri says, the reason we got a bench, She'ein Adam Mored B'HaKadosh Baruch Hu, It's satisfaction that ultimately causes us to rebel. It's satisfaction, not desperation. Desperation is when we find God. It's when we're ultimately too satisfied that we sometimes turn away. And the Meshachachma says this so poignantly. He says, Specifically when you're full. Yeah, of course there's gratitude when you have to go and you're starving and you get to have the apple or the orange or the food or the shawarma, whatever it is, sure, that's great, wonderful. But we are plugging into a very different phenomenon here. The phenomenon when we are at risk of forgetting God in the midst of experiencing economic and material success. That's when we forget God. The action of Birchas HaMazon is the activity to make sure we remember God even in those moments and hopefully inspire ourselves to never forget through all moments. Have a great day.